If you were an animal, which animal would you choose and why? Now, hear me out. I would be a cuttlefish. This will blow your mind. A cuttlefish possesses a set of very exceptional characteristics. It can change its color, pattern, and texture. They have been dubbed the master of disguise. But I'd like to rephrase that and call them the master of adaptation. As a health professional, adaptation is a must, right? Change is inevitable, whether that's in our career or our personal lives. Speaking of change, our guest speaker today has recently undergone a few major changes in her career and personal life. Let's get into it. Welcome health professionals to Chart Life Podcast, where it's all about you. Your stories of challenges and triumphs with news and resources tailored to you. I'm your host, Chantel Howard. Thanks for joining me. Hi everyone, and welcome to Chart Life Podcast. I'm your host, Chantel. Today, we are discussing change. We have an exceptional guest, more impressive than the cuttlefish. Our guest speaker is a longtime friend, and Drissa Lorenzo is a Dominican-American hailing from the Northeast Coast. She is an eight-year-old registered nurse that transitioned to travel nursing in 2018 and recently started practicing as a family nurse practitioner in August. She is also a newlywed since this summer. A lot of changes in just a year, but she is happy with the turnout and embracing the change of pace from a nomadic, spontaneous lifestyle as a travel RN to routine and stability. Andressa Lorenzo, welcome to the show. Wow, I love that intro. Thank you for having me. Change is healthy, change is necessary. That is a lot of changes in a very short period of time. So what sort of practices or process do you use to help prepare you whenever you're undergoing major changes in your life? I anticipate things a lot. I naturally tend to think and plan ahead a lot about important decisions in my life because I'm sort of a control freak. And my NP role specifically was something that I obsessively analyzed throughout school, throughout clinicals, If I know something is coming, what's a possible way this will turn out? What's a possible way that this might not work out? I do try to analyze and see the pros and the cons of things to come. And getting into your role as a nurse practitioner, tell us what made you decide to make that transition in the first place from a registered nurse to a nurse practitioner? There was a point in my RN experience. I think I was in my fourth year of being an RN. And I I noticed really loving the educational aspect of being an RN, patient education in general. I liked seeing that imaginary light bulb pop up when they understood, because let's be real, doctors are in and out of patient rooms. They don't have the time to fully explain certain things. So I, along with the autonomy that comes with being an NP, I also wanted to be in the preventative 
side of things. Education is really empowering. You know, even as a nurse, we don't always have the time to educate our patients as well as we would like to. So I think that's wonderful. For me personally, whenever I have undergone any significant role or identity changes in my life, those experiences are often accompanied with self-doubt. Are there times you have any doubt about this new role? Oh, absolutely. When I went through clinicals, which is in my NP schooling, where we shadow doctors, we're face to face, we go into doctor's offices and we see patients um, for ourselves. We learn to treat patients. I, I question whether this was for me or not. I had no confidence as a provider in just having that responsibility. I didn't want to misdiagnose. That's a common thing that new nurse practitioners fear. I didn't want to seem incompetent as a provider. I wanted my patients to trust me. And I was also worried about the growing pains that come with being a new NP provider. You don't know everything when you first come in and it can be overwhelming. It can feel like you're drowning. Those were all things that I contemplated during school and during my clinicals. Am I really cut up for this? Is this something I can do? But I'm here now. And how do you feel about it now? You know, the most challenging part is that I am by myself right now. I am working in a retail clinic and it's a walk-in clinic that's located in retail stores for the most part or pharmacies or supermarket. And we treat low-risk illnesses and we, we provide preventative health care services. And I'm working by myself right now in this retail clinic. How do I feel? It's challenging. I anticipated this feeling. I did. But I feel okay because I feel supported. Sometimes like it's overwhelming. I feel like I'm drowning because we are a bit short-staffed. That's the phenomenon right now. But I'm very familiar with the low-risk illnesses that I treat. And I do have, there is a support system in my retail clinic that I can reach out to by phone or by quick text. But I definitely do prefer it over my RN role. I, I love my RN role. I love being a nurse. But the time I left the hospital setting was, was a good time for me. Let's talk about an RN to an NP. What are some of the differences? As an NP, my role is to diagnose, I treat, and I prescribe medications to patients. So it's very minimal physical contact, minimal closeness in comparison with, as a, with an RN. As an RN, most of my experience has been in the hospital setting and only limited to monitoring and keeping the patient in a stable con condition. I went from taking care of patients very intimately in that setting, so nurses know what I'm talking about when I mean very intimately, to treating them for minor conditions and just very, very superficial communication. And that was one of the main changes I encountered with this transition. Have you noticed any significant changes, maybe in the way people communicate, with you or interact with you? So yes, there is a bit more entitlement in the clinical setting. As I previously said, I'm currently running the clinic by myself. So there are times where I, I run behind with a patient and some people get unnerved, some people get impatient and 
I feel like it's been more challenging for me in this setting. I know there is violence at the, in the work setting. We get those patients that are confused and that can get combative in the hospital setting, but you have staff there that can have your back. You have other nurses around. So you have some kind of support there. It's a bit isolating and if you feel it more when you're confronted by a patient in, a, in the clinical setting, if you're by yourself. That's been my experience so far. Will you share with us maybe a moment of triumph that you've had so far as a family nurse practitioner? Generally, a good day for me at the clinic is when I can properly pinpoint exactly what's going on with someone. When we figure out, oh, you have the flu, or when it's very, it's clear as day what's going on and we have a direct plan to treat it, I think that's a moment of triumph for me when I have days like that. Another moment of triumph for me was we recently had a work meeting and to my surprise, I scored pretty high on one of the metrics that were scored on on a quarterly basis. I was one of the top scores for that metric. It caught me off guard because just to brief the listener again, I am a new BNP. I started in August, so it was such an honor to be recognized in that way so early on. It was just like a push and it was just like a, a reminder, like, you got this. You're doing okay. Congratulations yeah. on that. That's awesome. It was very reassuring. So, and Drissa has no idea that I'm going to hit her with this, but this is also a mini mental health exam. I'm sure you've given plenty of these, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, now the tables have turned. Oh, boy. No. Oh, do you remember the very first question I posed? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> this is how the patients react to. <laughs> Whoa. I really can't. It's, oh man, give me like five more seconds. <laughs> Did you ask me something on, along the lines of what are some things I wish I knew before I became a nurse practitioner? Was it that? So listen to the question one more time. What okay. is the very first question I posed? Just in general. Um. <laughs> okay, we'll give Andressa a pass because I know <laughs> that she is, she has undergone a lot of stressful changes. Um, oh. <laughs> no, 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 it's okay. So my first question was, if you were an animal, which animal would you choose and why? Oh. So I am going to pose that same question to you, but I want you to give us three deep reasons why. Oh my goodness. Have to make hmm. this interesting. I'd like to be a bird. Just because they're they roam free, they can fly, and they're admired, you know, their birds come in different colors, their sound, okay. and depending on the bird, they can have a a symbol of strength like the bald eagle. I guess I'd say a bird. So you chose a bird. And your three reasons why are, you know, they can fly, so freedom, those kind of go together. And also they can be a symbol of strength as well as there's just so many, so much variety in birds. There's just this beauty to birds. So have you ever received that as an interview question before? 
I've never received that as an interview question. That is interesting. Isn't that an odd interview question? I've actually received that as an interview question. Really? Granted, I didn't, you know, get the job. Did you actually tell them that you would like to be a cuttlefish? Absolutely. That was my answer. Oh my goodness. And that is like my favorite animal ever. And I just think it's super cool. But speaking of interview, do you remember that one time? (laughs) Nothing good starts like that. But (laughs) do you remember the time when you put me down as a reference (laughs) and I was supposed to give a very good starling review for you, but I was very ill prepared? (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yes. That was actually for my first job as a travel nurse. I think, oh my goodness, I remember that. I did. All right. (laughs) Yeah, it worked. Okay, good. Good thing. So a little tidbit about that question. So a little bit of reverse psychology for you. This is just something I learned on the internet. I am not a therapist or anything. That question can be rephrased. The question If you were an animal, which animal would you choose? Give me three deep reasons why. But that can be rephrased. What are you looking for in a partner? Or what kind of characteristics are important to you in a significant other? Now, Andressa, you won't need to ask anyone this question because you are a newlywed. Congratulations. But will you share with us a little bit about your partner, if you will, and maybe how that journey has been? Sure. We recently got married actually four days before I started my new job. So like everything was just happening back to back. And fun fact, we met on Tinder. So it can work out, guys. Absolutely. Um, And hey, um, I am also a product eight years in of online dating my husband and yay so hey um and it's been oh my goodness it's been a journey steve and i come from different backgrounds and initially when we first started getting to know each other it was something that i was worried about you know he's from asian background i'm from a dominican caribbean background so i was worried about a culture clash but we meshed so well together from the beginning I think one of the things that I love about Steve is that he's honest to a fault, even if it hurts my feelings sometimes. I have full trust in him, is a man of service. He he always lends out a helping hand. If we go over to my family's house for Thanksgiving dinner or for a, an, an event, he's always pitching in, helping out. We're both very independent people so we know how to give each other space we understand each other's patterns and we're just both very open to changing for the benefit of the relationship it's been a smooth transition i like being married a lot more than i thought i would so far (laughs) growing up i never really had that desire i never had that fantasy of walking down an aisle with a white dress We got married by court and it was a very small, humble ceremony. I have no regrets on that. I think we're both learning. We're learning and we're growing and we're we're really willing to make it work. So last but certainly not least, Andressa, will you share with us the best health advice that you have? Mind, body, spirit, emotion, anything, we'll take it. Mine is pretty simple and it's personal internal health checklist have an outlet whether that's a friend or 
working out, maintain, maintain balance in your life. And what I mean by that is there should be a time for work. There should be a time for sleep, for community, and just maintaining the balance of those things. Eat nutritious food, drink water, get sunlight. They're all things that we're all probably aware of, but we kind of need to be reminded of once in a while. I always notice that if I feel overly stressed, if I'm sick, one of those things is off balance. And obviously, keep up with your spiritual life, whatever your higher power is. I think that's always super important, too. Yeah, and sometimes I think that's one that we tend to miss a lot. Absolutely. Like I almost did right now. (laughs) (laughs) And Drissa Lorenzo, thank you so much for being a part of the show today. Oh, thanks for having me. This was a good talk. And thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in today. Chart Life Podcast is a safe place where all health professionals can share honest conversations. Our special guest today was Andressa Lorenzo, a Dominican-American family nurse practitioner. If you'd like to keep up with Andressa and all that she's doing, you can follow her on Instagram at TrissWants2, that's T-O, and she can also be found on LinkedIn. Just give her name a search, Andressa Lorenzo. Thanks for tuning in to Chart Life Podcast. That's live with a Y. New episodes are available every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Don't forget to subscribe and we'll see you soon.